the next few minutes I want to talk with you about liturgical worship, questions that it raises, uh, and some of the things that may be helpful for us to consider uh, as we think about what Christians do when they gather, uh, particularly on the Lord's Day, uh, to praise and adore the triune God. Uh, liturgical worship uh, does not mean high church versus low church. We often think of it in those terms. Uh, so you may hear someone say, we used to go to a liturgical church, but now we go to a, a, a contemporary church. Uh, but liturgical and contemporary are not opposed to each other. Uh, let me talk just for a, a little bit about what liturgical is. The word liturgy means work. It's the work of the people. In the ancient world, liturgy was a secular word. It meant essentially building a bridge from one place to another. It's work that it constructs something that is public and visible. So think of what we do as God's people when the Holy Spirit calls us together in God's presence and prompts us through Jesus Christ to offer ourselves our praise and our thanks to the Father. That's liturgical worship. The worship leader is Jesus Christ, our high priest. The work is the work that he is doing. And through the uh, presence of the Holy Spirit, we all are gathered up and participate in that work. That's liturgical worship. Now, obviously, congregations and whole traditions do this in a variety of ways. And we look at those ways and we refer to them as different kinds of styles. And that's certainly true, and that's a good thing. That represents the diversity of the body of Christ and the way that good, faithful worship takes form in various contexts and places. Uh, and we want to think how we can do that as well and as faithfully as possible. But the issue of liturgical worship, you see, is not style, it's God. Style is simply a, a way of bringing the content of worship to form, making it visible and giving it shape so that it can be seen and heard and touched and tasted and entered into. And so liturgical worship takes place in all kinds of situations. It could be an African-American congregation that meets in a storefront in downtown New York City. It could be a Kenyan congregation that meets in the open air. It could be a gathering in a cathedral in an inner city like London in England. Uh, it could be a church, a congregation in a small town in rural Georgia. Uh, whole host of ways in which God makes himself visible through the body of Christ when we are gathered together by the Holy Spirit and participate in the work of Jesus Christ, which is offering himself in loving obedience, in praise and thanksgiving to the Father. So you see, when we think about how do we plan worship, what should we do in worship, what kind of songs should we sing, what should preaching be like, what about sacraments, the real issue for us as Christian people is always going to be liturgical. Does our gathering, the things we say and do, lead us 
and enable us to enter into fully the priestly work of Jesus Christ. Now, there's something significant about this in the long term, and that is when the church worships, what we do liturgically, God making Himself visible publicly through the gathered body of Christ around Jesus Christ, is what we do on behalf of the world. That's our mission. We become the very mission of God made visible, embodied in the flesh for the world if they are led to pay attention, if they listen and watch and see and may perhaps even join us. We hope that they will. They might, we hope, by God's grace, get a sense that God is at work in the world doing something that far exceeds what we can imagine, what we can think and understand and do on our own. Now, we call that a new heaven and a new earth. And we are renewed in our life to participate in the new heaven and the new earth. When we gather in worship through the means of grace, the things we do and say that open our lives to receive Christ's own giving of Himself to us. There's some question today about whether Christians need to gather to worship. Is it possible to be a Christian without church? Is it possible to be a Christian without gathering and going to a weekly ritual called worship? Well, if we understand church as an organization, and if we think about worship as a weekly ritual, uh, I would imagine it would be hard to convince some folks that they ought to be part of it. But if we think of worship as integral and essential to God's being in the world in the person of Jesus Christ, in our being gathered up by the Spirit to participate in the life of Christ as a pledge and a promise and anticipation of what is yet to come, and as a sign and signal and witness to the world that's made visible, embodied, fleshed out, that proclaims the gospel of Christ's death and resurrection through a people, then it seems like liturgical worship might be the most important thing we do and our greatest joy in this life and in the life to come.